welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm Anvil. And I'm Jeff. And we're here to talk about it all. We are talking about it all. And what is what is on the list tonight, Mr. Anvil? Well, as we are approaching our Independence Day celebration date of technically July 4th, but I think it's the weekend before we're going to be celebrating this year, uh, let's talk about the Constitution. Let's talk about the... What is this thing you call the Constitution? Well, in the morning, it's, it's something much <laughs> different than it is in the afternoon. But the the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights is what we're looking at. The first ten amendments. Ah, so the first ten amendments to this so-called Constitution, Constitution. that you Americans like so yes, much. Yes, Americans. <laughs> and uh, I know we had talked about, you know, discussing it, but then discussing it from the fact that uh, what would our what would our forefathers what would the the writers the the signers of this document think if they were alive now 240 some odd years later and could see what has grown out of uh, the world they started the nation they built I uh, I often wonder that myself actually and you know when it comes to the First Amendment which is the freedom of speech, the, the freedom, freedom of religion, the freedom to assemble, the freedom of the press. Uh, those are all the, and there's a reason it's first. It was it was all the things that they had left England for. It was all the things that they wanted to be in the colonies for and have a huge ocean between them and King George. And uh, But again, you've got to look at the fact that this was back in... 1700s, seven, late, mid to late 1700s, and you can't necessarily say, well, you know, freedom of religion is uh, religion, no matter what the religion is. And I'll tell you back in the 1700s, uh, Islam wasn't playing a big factor in the colonies. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're still right around mostly on. You know, whatever they had, camels and stuff, I guess. <laughs> well, well, yeah. You know, yeah, they weren't very civilized yet. Well, you know, I mean, they, they moved up their civilization to, you know, instead of being on a camel and beheading someone, now they roam around in Humvees and behead Humvees people. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and back then, too, they, you know, for the century or two prior to that, England and Christianity was at war with the with the Muslims and yeah. Islam. Yeah. Their crusades, the crusades, however many, yeah. one, two, three crusades, King Richard, Robin Hood, the whole thing. Um, so I find it hard to believe that that Islam was in the forefront of the forefathers when they were designing freedom of religion and such and so forth, but. <laughs> What they were saying was that you should have the right to worship the way you wanted to. That it shouldn't be one religion. It shouldn't be the Church of England. It shouldn't be the Church of America. It shouldn't be the Church of George Washington or Thomas Jefferson or Ben Franklin. And that was the intent, that, it, that you weren't the freedom of religion, separation of church and state, which has become so so convoluted, was meant to be that the, the nation wouldn't have a national religion that there would be several religions if, if that was the case and you'd be allowed to worship, you know, the way you wanted to worship you know, within reason. And then and back then, you didn't need to add the words within reason like you have to add them today. Right, right. 
Yeah, the uh, you know the the freedom of the press and uh, which is great, obviously, and we wouldn't be doing this show without it. Absolutely. Um, so thank you for that. Oh, and thank you for Diversity Broadcasting Network, by the way, for having us. Uh, <laughs> we're a little late on that. We do apologize, folks. Uh, a lot of great shows on the network. Uh, but getting back to the subject at hand, um, you know, we're, we're going to go off in some different directions here on this amendment, of course, like we always do, and it's no. usually me that takes us way off course. It may be me. But you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> well, maybe not. You know, let me tell you what really grinds my gears is all the money in politics. And, you know, people make the claim that if you don't have the money in politics from individuals, then you're restricting their, their freedom of speech, you know, because they're not... They're not allowed to express themselves through, you know, their their money and their, and their super PAC money to their particular candidate. Um, and w what's unfortunate about this is we only have term limits for a president. We don't have term limits for the Congress or the Senate. So these people like John McCain and Lindsey Graham and people like that are actually in office for 40-some years at this point, which is just downright sick. Um, they're bought and paid for. Um, a lot of them are. You know, in order to get reelected, they got to make their... They're big donors happy, and the big donors are, you know, the, the, the six major companies that own all the, you know, the media. You know, when you have your freedom of speech, you may be so, or the freedom of the press, maybe so, but you only have six corporations that own 90% of the media in this country, and that's an actual fact. That's crazy, you know. And you, you got to, again, you, you got to understand that the, the writers of the Constitution did not foresee no way they could have the corporations and the, the whoring the whoring of our country is the word we should be using. although they understood whoring and ben franklin was <laughs> yeah. ben, ben franklin yeah, i think ben franklin understood that quite a bit ben, ben ben knew that better than most um but you know it just doesn't they couldn't have known and i know uh, when we get to the second amendment that's going to be an argument they use a lot in the second amendment is that had the forefathers known about automatic weapons and atomic bombs they would have put a tighter restriction on what the Second Amendment said. Right, right. Um, I hate to burst your bubble, but if the forefathers knew what this place was going to be like 240 years later, they probably put a lot more stricter restrictions on everything. They may have. They may have. You know, I, I often wonder about abortion. I, you know, I think they would have restricted that. You know, murder. It's what it is. It's murder. It's not abortion. It's a murder of a human being, um, in my opinion. But uh, that's what it is, you know, and uh, send an hate mail, uh, hate mail to Jeff at Let's Talk It All. <laughs> yes, you can't, you can't send it to Steve at Let's Talk Ghost anymore. But, <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's that. There's, even with freedom of speech, we have, you know, uh, things that are classified as artistic expression and covered under freedom of speech and you can say it because it's covered in the Constitution. Some of this stuff is crazy. Um, a few weeks back, uh, let's let's look at Kathy Griffin. Oh yeah, yeah, the comedian. Uh, Bill Maher, who I'm not a big Bill Maher fan, but you know, both of these two are getting lambasted for something they said, and whether they should or shouldn't, that's that's neither here nor there. But it, their argument is we are comedians we should be able to say what we want because we're comedians um if that's the case then why just because i'm not a professional comedian why can't you say uh, why can't i say it right and um, you'd be investigated by the uh, secret service if you did sir 
Well, you know, if you said you were going to kill a sitting president or made jokes about killing a, a sitting president true. and you were a comedian, a well-known person, you would be investigated by the Secret Service. Or, or walking around with a likeness of his head. Yeah. Or, you know, or Bill Maher using the N-word. And I get it. It's it's racially incorrect. It's inflammatory. But my question is, my question is, why is it only freedom of speech for certain groups and not for others? And before this gets too crazy, if you are a person of color, you can say anything you want that is racially motivated. If, if an African-American walked up and called me a cracker, be very little I could do about it. I'd have no, there's no laws that protect me from being harmed or offended by that where if the reverse happened be all kinds of upheaval yeah if you, if you drop the n-word yeah if i add an er to the end of that word and not an a it's offensive but because within the community within <clears throat> within a certain subset of that group if you add the word a not er to the word it's acceptable Hmm. And they call each other right. that all the time. But I can't say that because I'm white. Must be the white privilege. You're white? That white privilege. Well, I am. When were you going to tell me? I was born. I'm born. blind, by the way, folks. I was, I was I'm born. black. <laughs> That's right. His girlfriend's deaf, so it all works out. Um, but we are we are looking at getting captioning done for the radio program so that, <laughs> so that the deaf can enjoy this, too. Yes, the deaf can enjoy Sorry, sorry, Heather. Forgive me. Um, it just, I just, there will come a time that words will no longer be feared. And that's what it is. Words are feared. I think once we can get past words being feared, we'll get past us being butt hurt by words that are said, and can focus on important things that need to be focused on. Um, not that we, you know, this should be let's trek it off and the many re- trek, trek references as we get to this. There's an episode where Abraham Lincoln comes back from the past and comments on the communication. Again, if you haven't seen Star Trek, Google it. Communications officer who is who is an African-American woman and calls her a negress, which in his time, that was an appropriate term. Right. And he quickly apologized for saying that and said that that, said, oh, I hope I haven't offended you. And her reply is, in our century, we have gone past where we fear words. And I think when we can get to that point, we'll be that much closer to being civilized. Yeah, and you know, and the only thing you really have to fear in life is your ex-wife. Um, once you have one of those, that's what you really have to fear. Other than that, um, there's nothing to fear but fear itself other than your ex-wife. And I I believe that was the original quote by Churchill was, we have nothing to fear but Jeff's (laughs) ex-wife. So, so the First Amendment, so the freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. So we were talking about that, we got started with that. And... Did you grow up religious, by the way? Um... I was I was raised Methodist, 
So Christianity, Methodist. Well, Methodist is like, if I understood the Methodist, is that they took everybody. You know, the rejects the re, you know, from the, it's the like, Catholics and the rejects from the Baptists. It's kind of like the Dane Cook religions. But yeah, 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 yeah. He took everybody, yeah. But you know, ahead, so sorry, the Methodists, yeah. you know, they were there to, you know, whatever. Um, so I was raised Methodist, and I had, you know, my fair, you know, not not hardcore drilling on the Bible, but I understood parts of it and read parts of it and got the stories and stuff. And that lasted till you know, I hit my teen years and found girls and cars. And, yeah, girls and, and cars. And things like that. So um, over the years, uh, I've moved away from faith-based to more appreciating nature, um, probably the closest thing. You're a druid now, aren't you, man? Not so much a druid because I don't like nature that much. <laughs> but I'd probably be a pagan or a neo pagan. Um, oh, oh, okay, okay. Or techno, techno neo pagan. Because um, I think uh, we're at a point now that technology plays into uh, our nature as much as nature plays into yeah, our I'm nature. I'm still on Jesus Christ, superstar. I'm still on that. You, you are, are. yeah, but no, I'm. I mean, I'm very open-minded. Uh, joking aside, <laughs> I, I believe in Christ, my Savior, but uh, I also uh, have some Jewish um, sides in my family. I don't know if my particular side of the family is ever Jewish, but there's one huge section of my family is Jewish, and you know they believe in the Old Testament basically. Um, and my favorite uh, gospels are in um, the Old Testament. You know, the Book of Daniel, um, uh, the, uh, Exodus. Um, those are my actually favorite, and you know, there's 52, over 52 different gospels and books that weren't included in the Bible on purpose. Um, but there's a whole, that's a whole different show. We're not yeah, going to do that tonight. A whole different show. But we, anyway, we I, why did I bring up religion? What was the point? Oh, I want to know first your background because we're talking about first minute. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think religion is fine if taken in moderation. Uh, sort of like my drinking, which usually isn't in moderation. Uh, drinking's so. good. No, see, yeah. there's where in the moderation. First Amendment's important. <laughs> you know, if I want to walk down the street with a Jenny in my hand and a shot glass well, in the other, that's against the law now. Back in the day. Back in you the can still day. do it in Brazil, by the way. I got friends living in Brazil, and they love it because they walk down the street, they get out of work, they have a beer in their hand, a shot in the other, and they walk down to the beach. And that's that's the kind of life they live. They're, they're trying to convince me to move to Brazil, by the way, everyone, just so you know. Um, and I think we have two listeners in Brazil, according to our last demographics. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I have not looked at it in a while. Demographics is interesting. But anyways, um, it's organized religion I think I have my, my beef with. I think it's the... Those damn Catholics. The, well, well... I grew up Catholic, I can say it. The Catholics. <laughs> um, you know, it's the TV ministries. It's the... Joel Osteen. Now, I love Joel, but that's just me. It's the umpteen billion dollar church that collects donations in the umpteen billions of dollars and they live like kings kings yeah, you know like kings. um i think that's where i have my overall shortcomings with religion well you know here's an interesting story and again another side story but we have lots of time you know this is a good subject to talk about sure. we have lots and lots of time sure, lots of all right uh, you ever hear of vandal holyfield yes okay the only man to win the heavyweight championship five times, really six times, so we're going to call it five for argument's sakes, all right? Five-time heavyweight champion. In reference, Muhammad Ali only did it three times, okay? So uh, not only that, he was the undisputed cruiserweight champion, um, and he got robbed of the gold medal when he fought in the Olympics, but that's another story, too. He got ended up with the bronze. He actually knocked a guy out um, when the round was still going on, but there was two fights going on at once. They had two rings, and the bell rang for the other 
the other ring. So the other guy, his guy, his opponent stopped fighting, thinking it was their bell, but Holyfield knew it wasn't. But it was like a split second he hit him and he knocked him out. Well, anyway, it's a, he got disqualified, even though it wasn't his fault. It was a robbery. But okay, where was I going with Vander Holyfield? So Vander Holyfield is a very religious man. Mm -hmm. Even though he's been divorced seven times, he's still very religious. In fact, we've got pictures of Vander Holyfield up on the bar here somewhere. Somewhere around here. There's one over there. It's signed by Vander Holyfield. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Holyfield fan. But uh, so in his career, uh, he took a, a lashing, a beating in one of his fights. And, you know, so that's it. I'm done. I'm retiring. They, they found a, a spot on his heart. You know, some broken valve or something. That's why he was so tired in his fights. Anyway, long story short. So he took like a year off and he did his Holyfield stuff running around the churches. And he was a big min uh, Benny Hinn guy, you know, the minister there. So he's at one of those, you know, where there's 50,000 people at it. And Holy, they call Holyfield up to the stage. And Benny Hinn does a thing with his hand on him and all that. And Holyfield falls down and shaking, legs twisting and everything else, right? And now, so after that, you know, Benny knows you're healed. You can continue to go on and do God's work, whatever that may be for you. So Holyfield took it as like, oh, God healed me to fight again. So he went to the Mayo Clinic, which is world-renowned. Right. And honestly, God, folks, the spot, the thing on his heart was gone. And the doctors cleared him to fight again. He went on to win the heavyweight championship two more times. True. Very true story. So I don't know if it's the power of the mind and stuff like this. Um, but, uh, and again, this is what the freedom, you know, freedom of speech allows in the freedom of religion is for people who maybe think they have powers maybe they do i don't know maybe they don't um but they do help some people they may get rich doing it which i don't think is very ethical but they are helping people they do help people so and it may be the power of the mind maybe there's uh, you know fifty thousand people all praying for the same thing and there's some kind of conscious effect that we don't know anything about or it could have been a thumbprint in the x-ray but we'll never know <laughs> we'll never know so and i think you're right i, I think we've seen things in we hear stories uh, of people that have illnesses or problems and they're cured or uh, through faith they get better, live longer, and that's and that's great. And that's those are the religious kind of things we like to hear about and like to see. Uh, sometimes it gets tough, though. Sometimes it gets tough when you've got a sick child and the parent's religion refuses modern medicine. You know, what do you do? Yeah. Do you, the parents have faith, but does does a seven year old understand that to have faith to, to heal himself, or is the parents enough? And then the, if the child were to die, what point what point should there been government intervention inter interceding, or right. should there been any intercession? Then at that you know is a child still property of the parents to make the life and death decisions? Um, you know, yeah, when, you, when brought, do, you brought it up, you know, what's the difference if they're nine months in the womb or nine years old? Right. And they're being denied medical treatment that could save them. True, very true. You yeah. know, where's, yeah. where's the line drawn? Where's the line drawn? That's a good good analogy right um, there, yeah. Freedom of assembly. Now, here's where things get a little confusing, and you have to read it. I believe the actual phrase is freedom of peaceful Assembly, right? You can't go not, to not over the cars. not the tipping over cars. That we saw in the last the, election by the crybabies. Not the <laughs> burning of things. Not the vandalism. Not the looting. Um, not the not the nonsense that's been going on of re, of late with this life matters and that life matters organizations. Um, freedom of assembly was practiced most successfully, I feel, by Martin Luther King. 
who could bring hundreds, well, hundreds and thousands of people together did, wait, now, did, and not have it get all crazy on their part. To be fair to the 1% of the population of you listening to this on the other spectrum, you know, the KKK had many meetings where people weren't killed. Okay, this I'm is, exaggerating. This is true. This is true. <laughs> no. I'm joking, folks. I'm completely joking right now. Only one person. No, Martin Luther King is the prime. Yes, you are. And Gandhi. There's another one. Even though he wasn't an American, Gandhi. Gandhi. Gandhi He was all about peaceful, you know, resistance. Resistance. Passive. Passive passive resistance. resistance. Yep. Things like that. Um, And that's where uh, Martin Luther King got the uh, a lot of his uh, ideas from, if I remember correctly, was from Gandhi. He's doing some Gandhi series and writings, and and uh, I can't help but wonder. I can't help but think. That of, of all our leaders in the last 50, 60 years, the one that probably hurt us the most by losing them was Martin Luther King. Yeah. But I, I would... I, I would I, I, you can say you want about Kennedy. I, I was going to say, be, I would, I would you throw know, Kennedy in there but as I, well, but me personally. But you know, me. I think what he could have accomplished with another 10, 20, 30 years in, in, in the community, in the country... I think would have been amazing. Yeah, and and that's the difference. You know, you're right in the community uh, in America worldwide. Really, the, the influence and the, and the changes he could have brought, where Kennedy, you know, with the female population, you know, could have done a lot of good, uh, according to the rumors. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he could have met my ex. Well, those Catholics. <laughs> Did I ever tell you a story about the Catholic girl on her knees praying? No, I'm going to do that story. It's another time. Go ahead. You're still drinking the PG show. (laughs) I'm joking. But, uh, you know, it's just, there have been figures in history that have exemplified the Constitution, and I think what our forefathers wanted and what it meant, and then there's just others that have twisted it to suit their own purposes, and people, unfortunately, begin to think that that's the way it's supposed to be. Yep. And yep. that's uh, freedom of speech, you know. Some of the and I don't I don't buy into the hate stuff. I don't buy into, you know, I don't buy into the Klan, the neo Nazis, all that nonsense. Uh, the group I really don't buy into is, and I know I can get the name wrong, but it's that West West Virginia or West Wesley Baptist Church that go and protest and picket the returning soldiers' funerals and all this nonsense, and I'm sure some of the folks know what I'm talking about. Baptist Church that just fundamentally will, will pick the opposite end of the spectrum and just go with it. And doesn't matter if they are causing more harm to the widows and the, the grieving families. Uh, they protested a lot of the returning soldiers that were trying to be buried because uh, they didn't believe in the war. Uh, they uh, just done any polarizing subject. They just bring out the Baptist background in them, and uh, just short of the white sheets, there, as far as I'm concerned, clans members through yeah. and through. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but here again, you know. We don't, we, they, they had that right, but we also had the right to protest back. And they quickly draw the counter, counter argument and the counter protest and the counter supporters that run the gambit from military to uh, bikers to the everyday citizens that tell them, you know, we don't want you here. 
Yeah, we just uh, we just got a notice uh, from the programmers and the owners of the show, and they said we just want to make sure that the opinions expressed in this program are not the views uh, of the program owners. Uh, so you cannot sue us. Okay, continue on, please. Oh, so well, <laughs> you can't sue, can't do diversity broadcasting. <laughs> you can try, Jeff and I, but uh, no, actually, you can. You cannot sue Jeff. Okay, that's what it says right, here. You can Official try me. paper. You can try me, and if you can find a way to get more money out of me than I've got right now, then God bless you, because I know it Well, I tell you, if you met my ex-wife, she'd get the money out of Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so our First Amendment, which is that's one of the, the bigger ones. They put a lot of thought, a lot of, a lot of ink to paper on, and covered a lot of ground. Basically, it was everything that they weren't being allowed to do by England, they wanted that first and foremost saying that we are, we can do this in our country. We can assemble. We can put things in newspapers we want to print to let people know. We can re- worship the way we want to worship. And uh, it was a great first step by our forefathers to start to piece together a nation that had never, never been seen before. Uh, and it was a good, good deal of energy and effort and argument went into a lot of these amendments. A lot of these things had had people that didn't feel they should be written that way or changed or were willing to sacrifice some of it for others. Uh, but in the end, um, what they put together 240 years ago is something that just short of Nostradamus knowing how it be viewed today. Yeah, and uh, and I think one of the reasons they they were able to accomplish this this mighty task is you didn't really have parties, you didn't have a Republican, you didn't have a Whig party, you didn't have a Republican party, you didn't have a Democratic party, you didn't have any of that, and you had a group of men uh, that had a mindset that they needed to form uh, a basis for the new country, and it was a determination, and it was all goodwill. Um, yeah, they argued over things, but it wasn't because of special interest. It was argued over someone's really personal feelings about how something should be. Um, and it's just too bad that we don't have that anymore today. I think in our time, the last true statesman that we saw in our time was uh, Ron, Ron Paul, the retired congressman from Texas. Was probably He never took a cent of special interest money the entire time he was in Congress. Um, you just uh, in, you just still see that anymore. You know, Everybody's got their hand in the pot one way or the other. Well, you can't. The... the... The deck is stacked against you. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't be successful. I mean, you can't get bills even forwarded without someone co- it, jumping on. To, and then you got to do them a favor, and it, you know, blah. And that's how it starts. It steamrolls from there. It it took a opinionated big mouth millionaire yeah. to jump in and kick the kick the system in the seat of the pants. Yep. And there's still repercussions going about that. Yep. But this this is a person that wanted to get on Trump, but this is a person that had the resources to do what no one else did, or no one else could, or no one else wanted to. Um, And if for nothing else, you need to respect the fact that no one needs the kind of abuse he's taking in their life. Absolutely, no. I mean, I know know Trump's a uh, a, uh, media media hound, a glory whore, whatever you want to call it, but you don't need, the abuse he's taking, no no one needs in their life. And he came forward and said, I'll take it because there's something that's got to be done that's better than what we've been doing. Yeah. So, you know, you got to give at least some credit where credit's due. 
you know, you, we had a system, we have a system, unfortunately, the way it's designed today. Um, and there's a lot of fall Congress and Senate over the years. There's rules they've written and the rules that they've broken and the things that they come up with. You have a system today where, you know, you said the status quo, you know, every four years you get to vote. And then every eight years you change to a Republican or you change back to a Democrat because you were sick of eight years before. The problem with that is nothing ever changes. No. One, it's, it's all the same stuff. The same There's no part. major accomplishments whatsoever. This health care law was a joke, you know, the Obamacare. That was anyone. Look, we'll do a show on that, too. So I did research into it because I had to. Um, it, ugh, it was a ripoff. But anyway, it, it was a handout. It was just basically a handout. Like ethanol. Here's another thing. Ethanol is just terrible. It's absolutely <laughs> horrible. You know, and it, I'm, I'm going to piss off a lot of Iowans. I know that. I'm never going to run for president, so I have to take the Iowa pledge, so I don't care. I don't think anyone in Iowa is listening to us. So yeah, well, think. you know, ethanol is a terrible idea, and it doesn't work, and it's stupid. You know, you couldn't produce enough ethanol, you know, to reduce you know, gas by 2%, you know, in the United States to begin with. It's just, it's just a ridiculous idea. And again, if you look at the Congress and the senators that have been there a long time, and who has money in ethanol in stock forms, you won't be shocked. You know, it's all the guys that are pushing, you know, they keep the ethanol going. They're all the ones on the stock of the companies that all have a part of it, mm -hmm. you know. Just, uh, and that's just one example. I mean, there's so many of them. You know, the system's very sick, and it is, again, that's, you know, then you have Trump, you know, and, and, and Trump is what happens when people say, this is crazy. People are, woke up. They would have voted for Trump four years ago. Oh, no. You know, or eight years ago, for oh, that no. matter. But no. they got to the point, it was kind of like the Ross Perot thing, you know, back in the 80s. People yeah. were like, hey, or 92. 92. Yeah, it was 92. People were like, what? This guy's got an 20% of the vote, which isn't bad. That's not bad. No, that's true. That you know, won. and if he if he would have ran today, you know what I'm saying, he would have won easily. You know, I mean, uh, the money was there. Yeah. Um, and the system today, or the people today were ready for a change. And that's the same thing as why Trump won. Not because people liked him or people did like, I just want something different. You know, the guy at least spoke his mind. Dude. You may not agree with him. He, might, he said some off-the-cuff stuff that you, you could you couldn't believe he got away with. He didn't really get away with he, it. They went after him. But He showed you he wasn't a politician. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of us are like, we don't, we're not looking for, we're looking for someone that's going to, you know, get in there and, I don't want to use the word honest, but that has an honest thought and not just pandering to one group or another. He even said, he even said in the interview, you know, like, you know, if... If a black guy says, I'm proud to be black, that's okay. If a white guy says it, that's racism. Why is that racism? I mean, no one ever would say that on the air other than Trump. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of which, I just saw, uh, and again, I made, a, I made a comment on our Facebook page uh, about this, and this was a little bit back, but April, April is going to be Confederate Heritage Month in the southern states. Really? Yep. Yep. Huh. Texas, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, and I think one other state. Cool. And I, you know, I pointed out that right. it's sort of like the statue. It seems odd that after all this time, it takes <laughs> us talking about this to get them to do yeah, something. Yeah, we but, made some changes. <laughs> um, so Confederate Heritage Month will be in April next year. So looking to see how that turns out. Well, I'm going to take a week of vacation, and I'm going to hit some of the battlefields in Virginia and the lower Pennsylvania, nice. I think. You know, I've done it before, and I'll do it again. You know, pay some homage, you know. Pay some homage to our forefathers. Homage. That's good with chips, right? Oh, that's hummus. I'm sorry. Hummus. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. 
Guess it, what time it is? It's shot, shot time. time. And uh, what do we have tonight? Tonight sir? we have pie hole. Shut your pie, pie hole. <laughs> Apple pie whiskey. You know that actually kind of looks like my fiance Heather a little bit. Red hair, beautiful, nice legs. Yep. Good. I'm not gonna say anymore. I get myself in trouble. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we have some pretty cool shot glasses, which uh, we'll uh, take some photographs of. And they're glass. They're not that fake plastic crap. No, they're not fake plastic. Uh, Mr. Anvil um, bought some nice uh, skeleton. I will tell you, they're a... probably more than a shot, but that's alright. Yeah, that's alright. The kids will be home soon, so I can deal with them with this. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> All right, sir. Smell the apple. Mm. That's good stuff. Oh, Here is two mm. women with co-legged women. women. All right. Amendment covered. We appreciate it. We're glad we have it. It's not perfect. It's got some flaws. People can twist it. But overall, we're better off with it than without it. And anyone else in the world can tell you that because I would say 90% of the countries in the world don't have it. True. True. <clears throat> you know, they. Um, everybody's coming to America. Everybody wants to. Hey! Coming to America! Bam, bam, bam. But yeah, uh, true. Everyone's coming to America. Must, must be the Jewish side of you. It is Jewish side of me. Um, everybody's coming to America for, you know, freedom. You know, uh, the freedom to practice a religion. I, the problem I see right now with some of that is uh, some of the things that they practice in their religion um, is a little bit scary, I think. Uh, well, and they're, they're coming to America for freedom. But what I don't get, what I don't get is they're fleeing their countries because they're persecuted, come to America for freedom, and the first thing they want to do when they get here with their freedom is convert back to what they're going on in their country. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a couple examples here that, that is a little bit different. I'm going to tell you why. Over in Saudi Arabia, a woman cannot go out in the public without being escorted by a man. It would be her father or brother okay. or boyfriend father or whatever, uh, husband. But she has to be with a man. She cannot have anything other than her eyes showing, which is kind of what they're doing here. And for the most part, the women, when they're coming to Islam, they're, they're, you, you see, I, see, I have a school right next to us. It's actually an Islamic school, so I see it all day. But the difference is here, women are allowed to drive. The Islamic women are allowed to drive. Their husbands allow them to drive. The women drop the kids off the school without being escorted. Um, there are some small changes uh, that I see in the Islamic world uh, in comparison to, say, Saudi Arabia. You're correct. The Islamic women that are here... If they're allowed, can drive. But there's the big push for Sharia law. Right. There's the big push for Muslim-only communities. And this has happened in Europe. Europe is, Europe, we are, if we want to see what's in our future, if we don't do something, we can turn our eyes towards Europe and see what's going on in England, France, Germany. These countries have taken the refugees. And, and it's not so much, I would say it's not so much the, women refugees that they quickly want to convert back to what, the way things work, but it's the male refugees. It's the 20-something, 30-something male refugees that you have to ask yourself, 
why didn't you stay and fight for your country? True. Yeah. You know, um, why is it the, the young and healthy immigrating because of persecution, not the women, children, and elderly that probably can't fight and can't protect and defend themselves? And it's again tin, tin hat time, but if you if you look if you look at Europe and what's going on in Europe. These are nothing but Trojan horses. Nah, it, that could be. That could be nothing but Trojan yeah. horses going in, converting by by dominating and overpopulating with with what they feel is the doctrine. Look at again. Look at England. England is in such turmoil right now. Yep. And there's been a lot of bad things happening in England, but if you look at areas of England, there are areas of England that are Muslim only areas the the english police will not go in hmm. english emergency service will not go in. they will not go in there's actually places here and again well, there's places here i won't go in there are, there are places here <laughs> that there's one local locally for us within within 20 miles of us there is land a good chunk of land that is strictly muslim they do not allow police to go in they do not allow anyone to come onto the property that isn't part of their group. And I get it. It's your property. You can do what you want. But, again, when there's complaints and stuff, they won't even let the police in to investigate. That's a little... Yeah, but there's 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 places in Binghamton I, I wouldn't go because of the neighborhood. I'd, well, I wouldn't walk down the street for that way and hope to walk out of there alive. Um, I, I see your point, but... It, I think it's, it goes both ways. I, I really do. Um, you know, there was a time that you could say that, you know, there was two peoples that had a lot in common, believe it or not, even though they fight all the time, and it was uh, the Jewish people and the Palestinians. There's the only two people in the world, or peoples in the world, that nobody wants. And that's why they're stuck in the situation they are right now. You know, but now you kind of have a third. You kind of have the Syrian refugees as being that third now that nobody really wants. At first, everyone's like, "Yeah, come on in, yay, come here, yay!" But even Scandinavia country, you know, Scandinavian countries are, no, 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 no more, no more. They're trying to push it off. They're having all kinds of problems up there. They're having all kinds of problems. Yeah, there, it's uh, it's un, underreported a lot. Uh, if you if you watch more European news, you'll you'll understand it a little better. Um, you don't really see it on CNN or Fox or or. But, <laughs> CBS but the problem isn't refugees that need the help. It's refugees that wanted to get out from their areas where they were being. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, hey, Controlled. bring your women here. We'll take your Controlled. women. Bring the women. We'll take the women. You know, I have no problem with the women coming. To, Come to on go out. into these areas where, where no one's no one's offering any kind of discipline or obedience. I know. I heard you. I heard you, Jeff. We're just moving right along. You know, um, again, I I have I have concerns. I have concerns that. I, I don't. Actually, you know what? I don't. Because I really feel that there will come a point in time where Americans will stand up and defend what was started 240 years ago. See, I, I, I have a different philosophy on this, but that's just because I have a whole different philosophy on the world in a way. Um, yeah, well, that's another show. That's, a, that, that <laughs> that's another show. Another, I can't even start that, it right now because it's a whole that different show. It would be another show. Yep, it would be. That would be another yeah. show. But, well, I, I hope you're right, and I, I'm a, I hope I'm 100% wrong for my own children's future. That's all I'm going to say. So. 
So, <laughs> oddly enough, it kind of ties into this. We have received an email from Bob. 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 Hmm. What about and, Bob? Well, I'm thinking Bob might be Babib based on the email, <laughs> but we'll go with Bob. All right, we'll go with Bob. So, Bob, want to know why? Why does it seem in our shows we seem to go to Muslim bashing? We do. Well, I think we we turn to that topic. I don't know if we really bash, but we we turn to the Muslims and talk about you know the negative side of of Islam and the things that like that. We don't we don't look at the positive side of Islam and things like that. And what would the positives be of Islam when it says to make all submit? I'm just kind of curious. Well, and, I, <laughs> and, and it's I, your I, it's your I, duty to I die think, in the name think, of Muhammad. I know exactly how. <laughs> I, I get I get Bob's point. Um, I think there are Muslims that live a very current lifestyle. There are Muslims that really don't take the Quran word for word like we don't take the Bible word for word anymore. That we don't take, uh, you know. And the Pope, the, the Pope had a word for Catholics. He called them American Catholics because of that, by the way. Well, the and, and, and maybe and maybe the you know the, some of the the leaders of the uh, Islamic world uh, over in you know Iran, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia and Syria may look at um, uh, American. Uh, I'm not saying this is a fact. I don't know, but American Muslims, American as, Muslims. yeah, as uh, maybe the same kind of light, meaning like you know, how dare you not follow the be, word of the Quran you know, to a T? You know, these are the ones that are allowing women to drive, allowing women to have an right. option. Right, that's a huge no-no. Yeah. To you know, to not be so black and white, carved in stone, following the Quran. Just like it's, you know, a lot of the Christian religions are not black and white, follow the Bible word for word. We've we've learned, I don't know why other people haven't learned it in the same amount of time, but we've learned that, you know, some of the stuff in the Bible might be, you know, a little well, hard-pressed in the 21st century to deal with. My, my, uh, my concern... Uh, because I have a mosque down at the end of my street. I have Islamic school diagonally across, literally diagonally across the street from my house. And this is pre, you know, the school is, I don't think it's past third grade for these children across the street. But not one of them has ever said hello to me. And they're out right in front of my house every day getting all loaded and all wave and they don't wave back. They don't say hello back. Uh, which I find a little disincurning. Um, you know, if, uh, I was a child, I went to Catholic school when I was a kid. And if someone, you know, it doesn't matter what, religion or, or, or uh, physical features they had, um, I would always say hi back. Um, uh, that I do find a tad bit concerning. Yeah, I, well, but you gotta, you gotta realize, I think, to an extent, we are, I think regardless, painted one way or the other as the, the devil, as the Everyone hates America. If you talk to anyone outside of America, everyone, Europeans hate American, British, they oh, don't we, like us. We've done some they don't pretty like nasty us. things over the years. You know what? <laughs> you know what, Jeff? That may be, but so is everyone else. Yeah. And yet, and yet, when the shit hits the fan, they're turning their eyes and their begging bowls towards us to help out. Well, yeah, because we're fools and we keep doing it over and over again. We keep handing but it out like it's candy. It is. And, you know, but when something happens here. $20 trillion in debt, folks, we keep handing it out. But when something happens here, 
everyone turns their back and turns a blind eye. I'm not sure I missed the I missed the World World Aid concert to help when the Katrina flood Katrina hit New Orleans. I missed I missed that. I don't know if I just had TV off that day when they all gathered in France or Germany or England and had a big benefit to help out all those people, you know. Or and again, now I'm getting just petty, but whatever. Petty, petty man. Bob, <laughs> the problem I have isn't with Muslims and Islam; it's with Muslim extremists and Islam extremists. Just like I don't have a problem with Christianity. I have a problem with the KKK, which is the extreme branch of Christianity. I got a problem with people within a community that won't stand up and say, hey, that's not right, and and try to do something on their own to prevent it. When, as a rule, when, when terrible things happen and Muslims are at the heart of it, I don't see a lot of outrage from Muslim communities to say that's wrong, where you you can see when something happens and Christians are behind it, there's outrage galore from the Christian community to say that's wrong. And we're, we're the first ones to call ourselves out when we screw the pooch or do something wrong. Well, I I, I maybe um, the Democrats. The, the left-wing nut jobs, they, they love to go after religious people. They do. It doesn't. It, the only ones they don't go after are the Muslims, believe it or not. That, that's the only section they don't go after. But they go after Catholics and Christians and Baptists and Methodists, uh, left, you know, any way they can. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're, um, we're the first ones to go yeah. after ourselves. We're yeah. the first ones to... We're our own worst, hardest critics. When you look at some of these other religions, they aren't. It's. I'm not saying y'all give them a pass. But you don't condemn it either, and that's what I find most disturbing. Is that if if the country were to turn to radical Islam tomorrow, would the American Muslims stand up to it or just go along with it? Because I will guarantee you, if the country turned to radical Christianity. And all of a sudden, the Klan was in power. This country would not put up with it. It would work to tear it down. Well, I don't know. I my head, I'd be staring up back at my body because my head, my breast, my body would be in that guillotine, guillotine, and my head would be in the bucket or something. Um, yeah, you know. I uh, you know, I, 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 don't I know. guess maybe I'm naive, maybe, but I don't I don't see it happening any other way. And I, I get it, Bob. Sometimes we pick on the Muslims. I don't think we pick on um, anybody. Sometimes they make Maybe themselves easy targets. Believe me, believe me. I've told as many Catholic priest jokes and little boy jokes. Oh, that's terrible. As I have, I don't think I've told any Muslim pedophile jokes, but I knew know that we've talked about little boy priest jokes a lot. Oh yeah. Um, again, we. The Catholic boat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just. Just isolate the Vatican on that one. Thank you very much. Um, so, it's not so much that we're picking on you, Bob. It's the fact that you're giving us ammunition to do it. And no one, no one in your community, Bob, is standing up saying, you're absolutely right. 
it's wrong to marry an eight-year-old girl and expect her to consummate the marriage. It's wrong to behead a woman because she drove a car. You know, it's wrong to throw a homosexual off the rooftop because they're homosexual. You know, it sometimes, sometimes you, you have to take the criticism you're given because you're doing nothing to fix it yourself. And that's all. I'm going to go on that topic, Bob. So we're picking on you. We don't mean to, but it just you're making yourself an easy target because you don't seem to get it that you need to fix your own, fix your own backyard so we don't have to. Yeah, and the, uh, the owners and producers of the show want to say right now, uh, they do not endorse any of the program tonight. And on top of that, Anvil does not live where the show is recorded. Please remember that. Okay, do not bomb where the show is recorded. Anvil's not here. Okay. I'll make myself available. Who are wise? I I knew I was coming in tonight fired up. It is fired up. I was on a dead table all day at the casino. I had eight hours to think about this broadcast tonight, and not sure telling them where it works a good idea. <laughs> now we're at the casino. Oh god! I won't say what casino. Oh my gosh! What's? Oh, okay. <laughs> we're in Vegas, by the way. Yes, we're in, in Las Vegas. We're in, we're in we record Vegas. out of Las Vegas. We record out of Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Singapore. That casino in Singapore. We're recording out of Singapore. Actually, we borrow uh, Let's Talk Ghost Radio st- uh, Station's uh, studio for this program, <laughs> which but, is out in but, like a week. But, but don't anymore, so don't go there either. <laughs> Um, ah, Steve loves everybody. Go say hi to Steve. Steve <laughs> so, next week, let's talk about next week. So we what can, is next so week? So we can just get off this freaking topic before yeah, yeah. I go much further. Next week, I think we are looking at Sasquatch. Yeah, we are. Get a Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, uh, what are their names? Uh, Skookum, which means hairy giant in some Indian language. I forgot. It's not Iroquois, it's something else, but yeah, Skookum is another name that I like. Skookum, Skookum actually, Hairy Giant, yeah. I might call my... Ex-wife. Well, <laughs> I wasn't going to say ex-wife, but something else that. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, there is... Uh, Skookum. Skookum. Hey, Skookum. <laughs> hey, honey, here, look at Skookum. Ah! <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a Bigfoot show. Um, and there's lots of information to cover on that show. Oh, yeah. And I, is, I think it, it's one of those uh, type of shows we'll probably do lots of in the future, so... Obviously, we're not going to. Uh, we'll try not to jump around. We'll we'll, we'll pick like the early years or something of Sasquatch investigations. Oh, um, and so we'll bring up some of the you know more recent stuff. But uh, you know, it's a it's a fascinating subject. You know, it is. I think it's one of those things that goes back to throughout all the different cultures in the country. Even and the Vikings, Alikaris, and actually wrote down his in, uh, encounter with the hairy giant. No joke. And I'll bring that story up in the next show. Wow. I'll get all the That'd details on cool. it. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I, who else? Uh, Daniel Boone um, actually has a story where he shot one. Uh, believe it or not, Daniel Boone. So, another great story. Um, Did he actually kill or just shot it? Uh, I don't remember all the details, so I'll have to get those. Um, former President Roosevelt actually wrote about, uh, Theodore Roosevelt wrote about uh, a Sasquatch encounter. That you heard firsthand from uh, two trappers. Well, one trapper, because the other trapper died. Uh, he was killed by a Sasquatch. Uh, and this is before he became president, obviously. He wrote uh, a book about his adventures in the wild. 
and one of them was a story about the encounter of a hairy giant. Uh, very true. So, a lot of history there. A lots lot of history. Lots of history. Of it. yeah. That'll be a good show. It will be a good show. Yeah. A good show. So, anyways, uh, July 4th coming up. It's Tuesday this year. So, to all our American listeners, happy 4th of July. Um, everybody else? Everyone else? Screw you. We're America. We're great. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. We're arrogant. We're arrogant. We know it. We know it. We're the only superpower on the world. Don't you forget it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm a big fan of Putin. I just want to say that right now because I'm half Russian. So I'm a big fan of Putin. Uh, Putin. Yeah, I'm a fan. Not so much of the man chestless hair horseback riding but no, that's his, he's a man he's well, rough he's, he's tough he's former head of KGB he's, a, he's an assassin no, he's true. the man that's know? true uh, you can find us at www.letstalkitall.com uh, you can email Jeff or myself Jeff at Jeff at letstalkitall.com or Anvil A-N-V-I-L with an E at letstalkitall.com uh, we've had some videos up I just posted a new video up uh, a little while ago that uh, has a possible solution to the nuclear proliferation issue in the world. Uh, check it out. Um, again, it's uh, Hollywood at its finest with a solution that probably no one else would have thought of, but now with the Donald in the office, it's a possibility. <laughs> uh, but you know what's interesting? You remember as a kid, and I know you remember this, but I did this in school, so I know you're going to remember this. I remember the freaking drills for an atomic weapon going off. And because we lived next to uh, IBM and we had um, IBM and Oligo, which is a defense contractor out there at the time. I mean, IBM and Indicott was more commercial based, but now it's Lockheed Martin and Oligo. But anyway, long story short, I remember doing the drills and you would get down on your hands and knees and tuck your head between your knees. And basically it's a kiss your ass goodbye because that does nothing. If there was a nuclear blast, we were going to die in seconds, literally seconds, milliseconds. We were that close to IBM. That's what it was, it was going to be over like that. I was in a school that was about eight miles away, and I don't think they stressed it quite as much out there because yeah. I really don't remember the <laughs> tuck and duck drills where I get underneath really? my desk. I don't remember, and I'm definitely older than you. Yeah, you are, though. I, um, we did it all the time. But I remember, we... I remember my, my parents talking about it, my, my sisters who were in elementary and school and middle school and high school during those years uh, talking about it. So We even had a fallout shelter in our school under the ground. I'm not kidding. This. And this is in middle school, by the way. I don't think... I can't remember if we did it out in that yeah. blanket or not, but... Ah, well. Didn't happen. <laughs> Wasn't going to happen. It, it may still happen. It may still happen. I got but... some really bad dreams lately, but we'll talk about that on the show. Uh... <laughs> um, other than that, we... Uh... Basically, you should just all kiss your children tonight. You know, make sure you kiss them, tell you love them. Be grateful You don't know what's going to happen have. tomorrow. You, know, you, really you never know what's coming tomorrow. You never, you never know what's coming tomorrow. You could wake up to a nuclear blast. You know, wake up, good morning, honey, and you're done. That's it. You know, you're dust. Could be aliens. Could be aliens. Um, could be... An asteroid slamming in the ocean. Weather. And 200 mile weather with some... foot wave coming at you. Could be. Yeah. Could be freezing temperatures. Yeah, it could be a, a rapid ice age. Rapid ice age. Yeah. Um, could be a, a super bug that gets out of control. Some super Ebola thing where you know your eyes start popping out of your heads and everyone around you. Yeah. Are we doing like a Doom show now? How does this turn into a Doom show? Uh, no, that's it's not, probably it's, my fault. We're just we're <laughs> just putting it out there. Just 
you know, train the highlights of that you should be thankful. Yeah, each be day thankful. that you uh, yes. you wake up, you're alive, you're kicking, and no one has pushed a button yet to uh, end all that. We should find some guests that are claim to be psychic, and are predicting like the end of the world stuff. I think it'd be kind of an interesting show to do. Yeah, to find someone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I know some psychics, but I don't know anyone that's like in predicting the end of the world. I don't know because you know, I do. I've heard some of them. You know, I've heard some of them go on like you know, uh, coast to coast. Local, oh, and, coast to coast. Yeah, you know, I'm sure Nothing I get locally, some. Though. Well, we well we had some pretty big guests uh, before on Let's Talk Ghost. Mm-hmm. Really, have ones that were world renowned psychics. Um, I don't see why we couldn't get them on our show and uh, let them do you their doom scenarios. Uh, give me something to you know. Do something to work. When out. I go to sleep at night, to be scared of and not be able to sleep in the dark. <laughs> so, so tonight, Bob. Who had the question Ooh, about? You're back on Bob again. I don't know, I'm back on just, <laughs> just a nudge for the Bob to Bob. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> kill you, um, Bob. Thank you for your email, and we will be. You did include your address, and I appreciate that. We will be sending you a T-shirt, an official Let's Talk It All T-shirt, and coffee mug, because we used your email on the air, and we got a good half a show out of it. So thank you for that. It um, even has a camel on it with a bomb stuck in its ass. It does not. It does not, Bob. <laughs> and. I, I get it. That's why you think we, we pick on you, but <laughs> now we're just doing it because you give us no choice. Um, I want to thank Pie Hole, Apple Pie, and I like to say American whiskey, but it's not. It's Canadian whiskey, and uh, that was very good. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's and, and here's the Canadian yeah. stealer idea. There is this hot, this is definitely an American chick that you would see from the 50s, like in the old, you know, commercials from the 50s in a car or a motorcycle. Yeah, you'd see this painted on the, the nose of a, of a bomber. A B, or a B, yeah, a bomber, like a, right, you know, right before a, a B-25 to, to or something like Japan. that. Japan. Yeah, and here we got the Canadians stealing our, our images. Go can, can, uh, Canadian, Canadians. Can, 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 Canada. Canada. Yeah, Canada. A. Yeah, a, a, a. Yeah. They gave us Rush. Thank you. That's one great thing. They and gave William us Shatner. Rush. And William Shatner, that is correct. Yep. William Shatner. Yeah. 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 You can have uh, Michael J. Fox. He's good. He's good. McKenzie Brothers. Yep, McKenzie Brothers. Oh my gosh, the McKenzie Brothers. Yes, great, great, great. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who can they have back though? They can have some people back. Uh, Brian Adams. You can take Brian Adams. Out. We don't I think. Brian I think any of the celebrities that wanted to leave the country uh, six months ago, they're more than welcome. I think they had to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Canada good. relaxed their uh, immigration restrictions just for that purpose. And oddly enough, I haven't seen a lot of news stories about uh, mass immigration to Canada. Yeah, there hasn't been any. Everyone was just full of hot air, you know. Full of hot air, kind of like Hillary Clinton, that old wingbag. All right. <laughs> Hillary. All right. Well, it's about that time. It and is about we, that time. We want to thank Diversity Broadcasting Network for having us on. You can find program, diversitybroadcastingnetwork.com. Uh, we want to thank some of the other shows around. Uh, I know we got Let's Talk Ghost still on there. We have uh, Purple Tie. Purple Tie is on before us. Great show. Great show, by the way. Um, we're on at 10 o'clock on Fridays, right right after the Purple Tie. And you always find our show on our, web, our website. Our website. Which is? www.letstalkitall.com. Go to the archives. Go to the month you want to listen to. And then pull up the week that we have. Okay. And on that note, I just want to say, give me liberty or give me death.